Before we start, a little admission. Uh, this book is not really about monsters at all. Don't get me wrong, I, I did set off on various adventures around the world to places where monsters were reputed to roam in the vain hope that I might bump into one. It's just that both you and I know that this was very unlikely to happen, and even if it did, I was probably the worst person in the world for it to happen to. In the UK, I'm famous for being a practical joker and an accomplished liar. In my first show, Trigger Happy TV, I used loads of furry costumes, including a Yeti outfit in which I scared skiers on a Swiss ski slope. So if I suddenly announced in a much-hyped press conference broadcast live around the world that I had found a monster and then showed footage of said encounter, I might face some incredulity. Done right. I could probably still get away with it, though. Experience has shown that there's little our rapacious news outlets like more than a monster story. Such scoops give them the excuse to endlessly replay blurry, shaky footage. Does nobody own a tripod? And get weird, hairy men into the studio to talk about new discoveries of wild, weird, hairy men. The former kind of hairy men often profess to be cryptozoologists. This is a posh scientific name for people who are interested in monsters. A lot of cryptozoologists decide to write books on the subject, and most of these books are incredibly dull. This is because these guys are writing about something that serious scientists don't really take very seriously. So, to show how serious they are, cryptozoologists tend to write long, boring, pseudo-scientific books in which they try desperately to prove to a disbelieving world that they're not nutters, but actually distinguished men of science. This is not a book like that. This is a book documenting my year spent travelling the world looking for monsters and getting into all sorts of trouble with the super creeps. Why do you keep putting the word monsters in quotation marks? Thank you for asking. It's because I think it would be unfair to describe the creatures I've been after as monsters. The dictionary definition of the word is an imaginary creature that is typically large, ugly and frightening. Now this sounds more like some of my least favourite British towns than it does anything I was going in search of. Before I set off on my adventures, I wasn't convinced that they were all imaginary. Most were definitely supposed to be quite large. Ugly is a subjective term anyway, and certainly not one I'm prepared to throw at an eight-foot missing link. And these creatures are frightening only because we don't know anything about them. So far they have defeated science and managed to keep hidden-ish from our modern world. Besides one type of yeti, none of them are supposed to attack humans. As I set out, it seemed to me that they just want to be left alone to do whatever it is they like to do, if they exist at all. Confused? Welcome to my world. Well, we didn't start this. You called the book Scary Monsters and Super Creeps. Yes, I know. I, I couldn't resist. I'm a huge David Bowie fan, and it was just perfect for the title. It sounded cool, and I went with it. Sorry. But from now on, I won't put the word monsters in quotation marks. It would start getting really annoying, wouldn't it? Why monsters? Well, I love to travel. It's my obsession, but I always need a purpose. For my last book, The Dark Tourist, I went on holiday to the sort of places that most people wouldn't. Chernobyl, North Korea, skiing in Iran, etc. So for this book, I needed something new. Now, some people travel the world bird-watching. Costa Rica, for example, is a place where such nerds go to holiday. It's full of twitcher couples, all off to find some specific bird. 
big-game fishermen sail the seven seas, trying to catch some special fish. I just decided to do the same, to try and find out as much as I could about the big six monsters of cryptozoology. The big six? Okay, I don't know why it had to be six. I guess that I was just thinking along the lines of the big six when you go on safari. Some were obvious. Bigfoot and the Yeti were a given. The Loch Ness Monster was another obvious contender, though I was initially loath to choose it, as this would hardly be the most exciting of foreign trips. This left me with three others. I found some stuff about the Mukele Mbembe in the Congo. Now this sounded like a proper adventure, and since the large part of my Yeti expedition research was reading Tintin in Tibet, I thought that the theme could be continued with a Tintin in the Congo type adventure minus the hideous racism and the murdering of hundreds of animals.